This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Today is an awesome case study with one of you. One of our favorite things about this podcast is not just being able to sit down with some of the most successful people today and, and get inside their minds. It's not just pulling the curtain back on how we are on our road to mastery in terms of living the one thing. It's to be able to sit down with you. People, honest people like you who have read the book, loved the book, decided that you wanted to take action and start living the book, whether that was on your own or whether that was through some of our trainings, and identify the shifts that take place. Today is exactly that. So we are going to talk to a woman who is a mother of two. She's a health and fitness coach, yet she was encountering certain obstacles on her journey. And that's when we got connected. And some pretty cool things have happened since then. So with that, we're going to get into my conversation with Sophie Kendall. And just a quick heads up, make sure to stick around till the end of the episode because not only are you going to hear this case study, how Sophie really shifted her identity and got some really great results by taking action on the content, but you're also going to hear me pull the curtain back on what's happening with our business. And I'm going to share a really powerful lesson I learned from Gary Keller directly last year and how it's applying to what we're doing now. So make sure you stick around till the end as well. So let's get into my conversation with Sophie Kendall. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. When you were first introduced to the book, Sophie, was your experience one of those ones where you read it? You're just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Or was it more one of those ones where you're like, no, this can't be this simple, where you felt real resistance to it? No. When I first read the book, I, I thought it was amazing. I really liked the idea of time blocking and getting better with managing my, my time, especially with my business activities. I was having a hard time balancing everything in my life. Um, I was having a hard time figuring out what what things were were priority. Like I had a hard time just kind of deciding my focus and my direction for the the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to compete in a fitness competition. I wanted to grow and develop my business. I wanted to be like the best possible mom to my kids, but I just I didn't feel like I was doing any of it very well just because I was just, I felt like I was spread thin. I was overwhelmed. So I came across the book and I thought this would be like the answer to, to some of my problems. And I, I tried to implement some of the principles and tools in there, but I just 
couldn't find, I didn't find the, the right time of the day to do it in. So I was trying to do my business activities when I was taking care of my kids. And so then I would end up shifting some of that to like working all day on Saturday. And then again, I would feel guilty about not being with my kids because I was working on my business. And then when I was working on my business, I was anxious and I'm guilty about not being with my kids. So I was having a hard time like finding my, my purpose. That was another reason that I was drawn to the book is I really lacked focus and I was trying to figure out my true purpose. And I, but I knew like deep, deep down that my purpose really was to be with my children. Mm. I left my position. Um, I was in corporate for 20 years before I decided to leave my job. I left my job in 2014 to stay at home with my kids. And I knew that was, we knew that was the right decision for the family. But when I left my job, I was, I was lost. I really did not know how to be a mother, a full-time mother at home. I felt really unfulfilled in the sense that I didn't have a, a job or a profession anymore. And so I started with a company called Beachbody and that kind of filled that hole. But then it kind of had took on a life of its own and it kind of started pulling me away from the reason why I left my corporate position in the first place. So what I'm hearing you say is you had a good career. You decided to leave it because what really mattered to you was being a world-class mom. Yet you start becoming a mom and you start to feel that void of, all right, well, what is my purpose? What is my identity outside of just being a mother? Which I can relate to because my wife is going through the same thing right now. You start doing some health and fitness coaching. That all of a sudden starts pulling you even further. And it's, it's this constant tension because you're always feeling guilty. When you're doing one thing, you should be focusing on the business. When you're doing the business, you should be focusing on the family and you can never find that balance. Right, exactly. I want to pause and give you, the listener, the opportunity to look inward right now. Do you ever feel what Sophie had felt, which is that guilt? There is so much that needs to be done in the day. And when you try to narrow your focus down to a specific area... Even if it's just for a small segment of the time, you feel guilty because you're not making progress in the other areas. And it just, it ends up paralyzing you. If so, I mean, clearly, Sophie just described it. You're not alone. I have experienced the same thing. You are not alone. Sophie, I, I'm curious. So this is where you are. You're introduced to the book. Um, you ultimately decided to join us in Time Blocking Mastery. You've got all these areas you need to focus on, yet you narrowed your one thing down that you were going to make a habit down to meditation. Why, why meditation? Because I knew that I couldn't help others. I couldn't be the best possible mom that I could be or coach other people with their health and fitness journey if I didn't help myself first. I knew that nothing else really mattered or nothing else could be done until I had a strong foundation. I couldn't help others until I helped myself. So I decided... Um, that I would get some meditation guidance and then I would use that along with the one, the time blocking mastery challenge. And I, at first I thought I would just do like a two hour routine, morning routine, but then I knew that was just too much. Like, so then I said, okay, what I need to do is just one small change, one small thing that I could do that I know that's going to help with my personal development. And so I decided I was just going to do 10 to 15 minutes every morning before the kids woke up do, I was going to do meditation and that was going to be my one thing. Now, 
<laughs> I have some questions about that because as a person who now has a habit of meditating, I know what it was like to start. And when, when I first sat down and closed my eyes and just tried to breathe, and I was like, I'm going to do it for 10 minutes, 10 seconds. And I was like, are we there yet? <laughs> you know, my mind just went crazy. Was it like that for you? Yes. Uh, yes. It was absolutely like that. I just felt like I, I couldn't sit still for three to five minutes. My mind was racing. My thoughts were painting all over the place. I really didn't feel like I was getting a lot out of it in the beginning because I just didn't know what to expect or what, what to really do in meditation. But I just was patient with myself. And I just, I said, if I just be, if I'm just consistent with it, if I just do it every single day, eventually it'll, it'll start, things will start to happen for me. And it did. So talk about that because I remember seeing you in the community constantly posting, giving us updates on where you were. It seemed like you got off to a, a streak right off the bat, just back-to-back days of, of doing your one thing. What did, what did you start to notice happen in your life that really surprised you? Well, so I started to feel less anxious about what was happening around me. Like I started to just like give up like control and let go of things that I, I realized that weren't working for me. And I felt like I was like I was being supported. I was being guided by uh, something like God, the universe. I felt like I was being um, shown a different way. And um, I was feeling more flow in my day. Like in the past, I was always feeling like I was pushing or trying to force things to happen. You know, as I said before, I was always feeling very overwhelmed and, and anxious. And, and I hit an emotional I would say um, a low point in my life where I just like I was arguing with my husband all the time and my kids were acting up that I realized that they were just mirroring my mirroring me because the things that were happening around me were really just a, a result of of what was happening on the inside with me and I just realized I needed to take responsibility for for the things around me and so when I started with the meditation that's one of the first things I noticed was that things were starting to flow a little bit better in my life. And my husband told me, he was like, I, I'm starting to notice that things are like our relationship is improving. We're communicating more. The kids are, you know, things are going better with the kids. Kids are listening better. Kids are happier. And I just noticed that things just started going in a better direction for me. Like the, there was like this echo effect from just that 10, 15 minute meditation each day. So I want to I want to pause and take a step back because I'm here and for the people who are listening to this I'm going to reinforce something that you've heard us reinforce before but when you do one thing the right thing it can topple over many things in the book we talk about the idea of the dominoes how you line a bunch of dominoes up and it's not like you knock them all down you knock one down that sets off a cascade and the research shows that not only can a domino knock over Another domino, but can lock, knock over one that's at least 50% larger. So two-inch domino, three-inch domino, three-inch domino, four-and-a-half-inch domino, and it scales exponentially from there to the point where, you know, the 57th domino, a one-inch domino, by the time it's to the 57th, would almost reach from the earth to the moon. It's, it's incredible. Sophie, I'm listening to you, and I could even, I could feel the anxiety when you were describing how life was when you were feeling that guilt. And for you to look at all of these things, like, oh my God, I need to be there for my kids. I need to be focusing on my business. I need to be doing this for my health. I need to be doing this for my marriage. To narrow it down to one thing, meditation, and to just give yourself a win 
if you meditated. Mm-hmm. Do you have some place you'd like to take this? Well, I mean, I, when I first started with time blocking, I thought my one thing was going to be to work on my business. I was like, if I could just spend, get carve out some time in my day to work on my business, then everything else would kind of just fall into place because then I would free up the rest of my day. But I just knew that starting with my business was not where I needed to start. I needed to start with myself. But now that I've started with the meditation, I feel like I can start going down different, doing different things. Like now I'm, my one thing is planning. Like every day, no matter what, I have to work on my planning. And some of that's for my business, but I know I can't work on my business fully right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing a little bit each day. And then at some point when the girls go to back to school, both of them at the same time, I'll be able to dedicate more time, bigger time blocks to business development. Well, well, let's let's talk about that transition because I think a lot of people who listen to this, um, first and foremost, most of them, a lot of people have tried. Everybody's tried to form a habit. Example, any New Year's resolution for your entire life. There you go. Um, most people set the intention of forming a habit and it never happens. You actually did a 66-day challenge and successfully formed a habit, how long did it take for you until meditating every day no longer required discipline or willpower? You just, you feel off if you don't do it. I would say it, it was about the 45 day mark. Cool. So, so it was a little faster than the average for you. Yeah. Because I think for me, once I decide I'm going to take on a challenge, I'm going to do something, I, I commit to it. Like with any of my fitness programs that I've ever done, like I, I said, okay, I'm going to do, say, Body Beast or I'm going to do P90X3. I'm one of those that just every day, I like I have a schedule, I have a routine that's, you know, I, I've committed to this program, I'm going to do it. So I feel like having the accountability and the challenge group and the resources and the people and the structure really helped me. Then that's why I signed up for the Time Blocking Mastery group is so that I could have the structure and the support and the group that helped me along because I, on my own, I, I just not very good with it. Did you think that you, I mean, a lot of people try it on their own. What surprised you most with the community? That people struggled with similar things, like identifying their one thing. Um, I, Cause I struggled a little bit at, in the beginning. Um, and then also people talking about not knowing their purpose. Because I struggled with that too. It's like, what, you know, it seems like so, like so out there, right? Like what, you know, you always think, you always think your purpose should be something greater than what it is, right? Like it's like, I should be managing a multi-million dollar business or I should be living in a large, whatever it's, but sometimes it's good. The simple, like the simple things, like just being mom and uh, wife or helping others or, or something like that, you know, just, it's not something huge and it doesn't have to be something that's so grand, you know? Well, I think that's one, of the, that's one of the things that we're kind of discovering right now with our founding members for the membership platform. It's not like your purpose is this thing that all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's like, boom, no, my purpose, like I got it. That you, I've reached the destination. It's a journey. It's a journey of asking the question. And, and I've never considered it this way, Sophie, until you just said it, but... Everyone I have ever met who feels like they have clarity on their purpose, 
it's not this statement that like fireworks go off and doves fly out into the sky. It's usually a very simple sentence. It's usually surprisingly simple. I never thought about that. That's cool. Now, let, let's, I want to go back to the habit transition. So it took you about 45 days for you to start feeling like meditation was a habit. At one point in time, did you look up and give yourself permission to shift focus to forming your second power habit? Yeah, so I when I finished the 66-day challenge, I thought my, my challenge would be to continue with my meditation just because it, I found it to be so powerful and I found it really had an effect in all my other areas of my life. Like I felt like it was just so supportive uh, in my growth and in what I was doing. But I, I find, but I find now that I just do, I just do it. Like I, I form the habit. I do it like five, five days out of seven. So I thought, okay, I really, I want to move on to something else, which I have been really struggling with, with which I know is going to help me. And that's planning. I'm just looking at my long and short-term goals and planning out my day accordingly. Like, what are my top three things that I want to accomplish today? And even if I don't accomplish those two, three things, um, it'll go onto my list tomorrow. So it's something that I review every day. And I feel like that is it's really helping me stay focused on what I want to do. Where before, it was like I would plan once a week and then I would forget about it and not even... I, I even set up like a whole planning system, right? But I would forget things things are, you know, it's like, where's my monthly calendar? Where's my list of goals? Where's my daily tracker? Where is it? You know, like I couldn't... It's like missing deadlines and missing, you know, appointments and stuff like that just because I couldn't keep it all together. But now I feel like I, things are... I'm much more organized and much more focused on what I what do I want to accomplish with all sorts of areas in my life, financial and business. Can I coach you on this a little bit? Uh huh. So you said your one thing you want to form a habit around planning. How will you know, black or white? Like, what is that measure of success? What do you have to do every single day to earn an X on your sixty six day challenge calendar? I have to sit down and, and fill out my date. So I have a whole list of things that I need to go through in my planner. So like I have to review my short and long-term goals. I have to review my affirmations. I have to look at my daily, my daily planner. What am I grateful for? What, what's for dinner? Like that's one of the first things I, I look at is like, what is for dinner? So it makes me look ahead in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if I don't do that, I we may end up grabbing whatever, going out to eat. It just helps me you know, keep on track with my nutrition, which is important to me. So there's certain things that I, that I like to plan out and look at every day. And that's, you know, one is my, um, what am I grateful for? What am I having for dinner? And what are my three most important things that I want to accomplish today? And did you say all of this, you, you formed a sheet of paper that has all this? Yeah. Yeah. It tracks my, what am I, what's my workout? Who, who do I need to follow up with? What are my three most important things? Kind of like a brain dump area where I put like, you know, you you guys call it the 80% stuff. That's the 80% stuff. And then I have an area where I have, um, what did I read for what, or what did I do for personal development? So, so can I, can I ask, cause, cause I'm hearing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Is your one thing f- filling out that sheet of paper every day? Yes. Okay, so basically, what happens if you go through that sheet of paper and you don't identify what's for dinner? Do you earn an X on your on your calendar? If I don't fill it out? If you don't identify, like what's for dinner is on that sheet of paper, right? Yeah. 
No, I give myself an X if I just look at the paper and... Great. Okay. So that's that's it right there because this is one of the biggest challenges people have is they set the bar too high or they don't even know what bar we're talking about. Yours is simply to look at the sheet of paper, not even to identify what's for dinner, but to simply ask the question. Just look at the sheet of paper, earned your X. Yes. I love that. Here's and, and, and here's why I love that. People bite off more than they can chew. Kind of like we'll go back to meditation. People say, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes a day. Yeah, have you ever tried meditating for 20 minutes a day? That is hard until you develop the habit and you build up to it. That's a muscle that you got to learn to flex. So for you to simply say, no, I want to become the type of person who plans every day. I want to know what I'm grateful for. I want to know what's for dinner. I want to know what workout I'm going to do. I want to know what the three things are that I need to absolutely must do that day. I want to have a section to batch all that 80% work. But that's not the mark of success. The mark of success, the one thing that you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary is simply looking at the paper. Right. Exactly. What's happened? How long have you been doing this? I am, I think I'm on like day 10. Awesome. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Because before in the past, like I said, I had developed the stuff that would look at it maybe once a week and then forget about it. Let me ask let me ask you this. So you're you had your first 66-day challenge, it was a success. And I remember seeing your posts in the community. I mean, some of them were just so inspirational. You're on your second one now. When you, I want you to now think of, and close your eyes even, think of the Sophie now. Who you see. Who's that person that you see? Now compare that to the Sophie before. The one that was stressed out. The one that always felt guilty the one that fell out of control. And when you look at the journey that connected old Sophie to new awesome Sophie, what surprised you most? That I'm okay with just being a mother and letting go of what I thought was most important, which I don't want to say most important, but what I thought was so important to me, which was creating that business and being successful in that business. I felt like somehow my self-worth was was wrapped up in that. But now I'm okay. With, and I feel like I, I feel more successful actually now as just a mother than trying to be this other person that was all these other, trying to be all these other things. Mm. Do you find that you feel alignment now? Yes. I feel like I'm in alignment with my purpose. I feel like there's more in store for me. I just, That'll come at the right time. Like right now is exactly where I need to be. I love it. And for the listener, for you who's listening to this, I mean, listen to her voice. Feel her energy. Compare it to what it was at the beginning to right there, that calm confidence, the even pace of her words, her tone, the inflection. Like, I feel all of it, Sophie. And what do you think happens when you choose to put a focus on your business, yet you do it this time feeling in alignment? What do you think will happen? So, yeah, I, I really have my... What I envisioned for myself a year ago is totally different what, than what I, envision, what I envisioned for my future now. I, I felt like so many different resources and things and, and support systems have come my way 
um, this year, once I opened myself up through meditation and um, just like letting go of old, old ways, I feel like um, there's a new path for me. But yeah, I just need to focus and pray on it and, and, and be okay. I, I wasn't a really, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I just, this is the first time in my life that I have allowed myself on a regular basis to connect with something higher than myself. And I'm feeling more joy in my life than I ever have before. In fact, I think I, I fell on my knees one time, just, I just mentally, you know, it wasn't like physically, but I just felt like, gosh, I, I'm not allowing joy into my life. I don't even know what joy really is. It's because I just wasn't stopping to say my kids, my husband, everything around me. I have so much to be joyous for. And I didn't know how to experience it or, or be joyous. And and now all like I can be I can be grateful for what's what's around me now instead of always being so worried about what what I haven't accomplished or what I need to accomplish. It's just like I can be present and, and joyous in the now and where I'm at now. That's what it's I think it's the greatest thing that's happened for me is that I can feel happy. Feel happy and joyous about where I am. I love it. Well thank you so much for coming on here. Um, you know, it takes a, a lot of courage to uh, open yourself up and let me ask you whatever the heck I want to ask you. With, <laughs> but you you did amazingly well, and know that um, there are a lot of people out there who are where you were, and it's one thing for them to hear from me. It's another thing to hear it from a Jay or a Gary. But I oftentimes think the most powerful, the most influence comes when they hear it from somebody like you because you are them you're a fan and uh you took action and and i love that you're getting results and that you're continuing to take action so thank you for all you do and uh i look forward to seeing where your journey goes thank you so much jeff for having me on here i'm totally blessed and honored for the request I was terrified, you know, scared to get on here, but I just knew, I just felt like if I, you know, if I could help somebody else and tell my story, then, then it's totally worth it. I love it. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Sophie Kendall, a few things really stick out to me. And the thing that is just so front and center is that acceptance of where you are and what really matters. I love how she self-discovered that what really mattered to her was being a great mom, being present there. How often do we feel like we tell ourselves a story that like we, this should be important to us? Society says we should be building this big business. We should be making all this money. We should be spending all this time at work. Yet we never really stop, look up and ask, what do I want? What do I really want? The beauty of this platform, the podcast, the beauty of uh, the trainings that we have put together is it gives us the opportunity to interact with you very closely, to really discover what the challenges are that you're having so that we can begin to customize trainings to help you get results. That happened for Sophie. 
So for those of you guys who, if you're interested in checking out Time Blocking Mastery, you can go to theonething.com. It's under the training section. You can check that out there. And at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that there was a, I would have a, a private conversation that I would share with you guys with one of our founding members. Because I, I really want you to see behind the scenes that not only are we thought leaders, but we're practice leaders. We are walking the talk and we are intensely listening and connecting with you. This is something that was inspired by an interaction I had last year with Gary Keller when I had first launched Time Blocking Mastery and it was a great success. A lot of people signed up. People were getting great results like Sophie. Barely anybody was refunding it. And I remember sitting down with Gary and he told me that the product was broken. That basically it sucked. Now I remember just looking at him dumbfounded and being like, what are you talking about? Look at, look at all the sales. Look at all the results. Look at how few people are refunding. And he looked at me and he said, yeah but it doesn't sell itself. And true world-class products sell themselves. This is something that in many ways has plagued me over the last year and also inspired me. It's inspired me to ask a different question. How can everything that we create be world-class? Meaning that when you consume it, not only do you love it, but you feel compelled to share it. Think about it. That's what Gary and Jay accomplished with the one thing. They created a world-class product, something that was so valuable that when you read it, not only did you love it, but you felt like you needed to tell all of your friends, your coworkers, your family about this book. It's why it's the highest rated business book of all time. No joke. This is something that I have now been applying toward the membership platform that we have been working on. How do we make this world class? That doesn't come by us sitting in our offices and getting in front of a whiteboard. It happens by interacting with you and getting real clear on what challenges we can solve for you so that it will be world class. What you're about to hear is a section of one of those calls that I had with one of you, Jim White. The thing that I've been asking is just, how do we make this thing truly world-class? How do we make it so valuable that you can't imagine not being in it? And it's that valuable that you feel compelled to share it. What needs to happen? Do you think we're going down the right path? Do we need to make any changes? I definitely think you're going down the right path. And I I see what that what you've been doing with these two founding member groups is learning as you go along mm-hmm. to create further further content for like your subscription service that you're going to do, obviously. Yep. yep. When we talk about the biggest challenges with time, do you think we're going down the right path in, in, in assuming that people really don't feel like they're in control of it? That's a problem. People lack clarity on what they want, what their purpose is, how to break it down into daily actions. And they lack the confidence to take the action. They lack the confidence to say no to the people around them. They lack the confidence to do what needs to be done. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it, Jeff, because uh, I know in my business, I, I may come into the office and I've got grand plans to get a lot of things done, uh, whether it's phone calls, lead gen, just tasks, whatever. And then as soon as the phone rings, it can send your world into a flurry. Yep. And I think that's most people. And, and you know, if you backed up 20 years 
people would not have that problem. And it's because of the fact that we have so much instantaneous communication. Correct. That we didn't have so much, you know, 20 years ago. But I like what's been taught about remove your distractions, put your phone on silent, you know, or turn it off, whatever you got to do. Focus on what you've got to do. And, you know, I, I realized this lately. And like the other night, I got a call from a kind of a, a client that's a little bit needy. Mm-hmm. And um, he asked a question that I knew didn't need to be handled right then. I just happened to see, you know, uh, a text message come through. And I said, I'm going to deal with that in the morning when I've got more time to do that. And or really the scheduled time to do things like that. And you know what? It was okay. He never, he didn't call me back. He didn't write another text message saying, are you going to respond to this or whatever? And so people know that everyone's busy, but you just have to have the confidence to remember that you're busy too. And you don't always have to do everything right this moment just because you got a call or a text or an email. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, The conversation that I had with one of our founding members, Jim White. This has been a real... This has been my one thing. There's no other way of saying it. When I look at my calendar, over 50% of my week has been dedicated to interacting directly with our founding members. To get on the phone with them one-on-one, to be emailing back and forth with them, to be working with them in the community, to be looking at their feedback that they are submitting as we really customize this membership training platform so that it's world-class. So that not only should you elect to join it, do you love it, but do you feel it's so valuable, you want to share it. This is something we're going to be releasing to the world here very soon. If you want us to let you know when it is coming out, you can text the word founder to the number 33444, and then you'll that'll at least you'll be raising your hand and we'll reach out to you. This is going to be something that's going to help you with three specific things when it comes to your time. First and foremost is helping you get clarity. Clarity on your purpose, clarity on what you really want, clarity on what the goals are that you want to aim for yourself, clarity on how to get there. The next thing it's going to help you with is control. Feeling like when you look at your calendar that you are the one who controls it so that you get your most important work done, so that you're not having to work long hours and sacrifice what actually matters most. And finally, it'll help you regain confidence when it comes to your time. The confidence that you can say no to the people around you. Confidence that you can cancel certain meetings that are on your calendar because they're not your one thing. Confidence and belief that you can set big goals and that you can actually achieve them and that you will know the steps that you need to take every single day to make that happen. We learned this as a result of talking to people like Jim. We realized that this was something that needed to be solved because of our founding members. So if it's of interest to you guys, text the word founder to the number 33444. We promise this is going to truly be a world-class experience. So with that, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your feedback means more to us than you can possibly imagine. So we really do appreciate you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a review. And thank you for sharing this with your friends, your family, your coworkers, the people that you know need to hear this. We appreciate you.